Hi there, uh, my name's Beth. I'm from the mental health blog www.memyselfandmentalhealth.wordpress.com. Um, if you've been listening to my other podcasts <laughs> or audio episodes, as I've been calling them, um, I'm doing this to make my posts more accessible to everybody out there. Um, I know that some people don't like sitting and reading through a big long blog post or they physically can't. So, um, yeah, hopefully this is working for some people. And I always appreciate feedback, as I've said before. If you've been staying up to date with these or you've listened to a few, then hello again. Welcome back. So this week I have written a blog post on holding on to hope and the importance of that. Um, so what I'm basically going to do is just read out what I've put and with added rambling. <laughs> so I've put, since I last blogged, Suicide Awareness Day has been and gone, but I wanted to share with you what it's got me reflecting on this week. I'm someone who has had no history of suicidal ideation or behaviour myself, but that's not to say there haven't been times when I've felt that life has seemed impossible. So what I mean by that is when my OCD has been particularly bad, I've wanted nothing more than to sleep, to feel nothing and, and to be partly removed from a reality that is distressing and just too hard to face sometimes. There have been times when I've woken up in the morning and my stomach has dropped at the thought of having to face another day of battling with my own mind. And this is what happened sort of this time last year when um, my OCD hit, sort of spiralled, I guess. Um, I don't live every day like this. I don't live every month like in that way or, or every, you know, the whole year. Um, but there was a period last year where it, it was like that. And it was really difficult to sort of like every morning I'd wake up and I'd sort of wake up with a start, I guess, and feel really anxious. And just and it's that reminder, that first reminder when you open your eyes in the morning and you're like, oh, I've got to deal with that again today. And it's just exhausting sometimes. Um, luckily, I'm in a good place with it at the moment and I don't really have that anymore. I have more sort of like excitement, really, I guess, for getting up for the day. And um, yeah, I, when I first started, when I had my CBT session, she she asked me, you know, what what did I realistically want to happen? And being able to sort of wake up in the morning and and feel good for the day was something that was really high up there on that list and I'm quite I'm happy to say that yeah that, that worked I feel in a good place at the moment so I've gone on to say as well that the same applied when I was dealing with depression and um, knowing each morning that I was going to be struggling through another day of both excruciating emotional pain and emptiness at the same time was too exhausting to bear but this is where for me the beauty of hope comes in so when I when I had my first CBT session around eight or nine months ago my therapist asked me a question, one that still resonates with me now. And the question that she asked me was, what keeps you here? And I was sort of taken a bit aback by that question, because that is a big question. And it's not one that I've really thought about before. But it was sort of like the answer came automatically out of my mouth before I had a chance to think about it. And I replied to her, hope. And I've always, always believed that things can and will get better. When I'm experiencing a particularly difficult path with my mental health patch rather I never look forward and see complete darkness ahead of me I see a life where I'm better again I see the light at the end of the tunnel waving me on through 
There have been times in my life that I've been happy and I always feel certain that that will come again. I hold on to that ball of hope that tells me you've been here before, but it passes. It will this time too. And I trust that entirely. And something that I always think about and I have a partner who often sort of says this to me. He always says um, everything's temporary which is scary to think about if if like in a in a situation right now you're feeling quite good about life and i and i suppose yeah that that's life that is life it has its up its ups and its downs and it's about how you manage that how you sort of look after yourself during that and and carry on and carry on plodding through life so for me to think everything is temporary when i'm in a bad place is really important for me to think um uh, so I look at what I've achieved so far in my life, of the aches and pains it's thrown at me, and how I, and how I have survived, dealt with, and moved forward from every tough situation. Hope helps me to believe that because I've done it before, I can do it again. Hope helps me to believe in myself, and I constantly surprise myself. I think that's something lovely that when you when you've got hope, when you're feeling hopeful you really sort of push yourself in terms of what what you don't what you don't think you can do so what I'm sort of thinking of is is running it's something that I've taken up in the past few months I've not been doing it religiously at all like I'm not some big fitness fiend now um but I've always thought that like I can't I can't run I can't do that I'm a bad runner and blah 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 and I've surprised myself and it's been lovely. I've been able to sort of go running on and off, bearing in mind, you know, like walking and running for three miles and to go from not thinking that I could do that at all to to doing it is lovely. It's a really lovely achievement. And over the weekend, I went for a run and I tried to run this like long stretch that I knew that I'd want, I'd want to break on it halfway. But I just sort of told myself, you can do it, you're strong, you've been through so much before and you've made it through so you'd be able to run this little, this little bit. Um, yeah, so having that hope, having that hope that I could do it and believing in myself is really important to me. So I would say that holding onto, onto the hope that things can and will get better is a coping, is a coping mechanism for me to keep plodding on, even through the most difficult of times. I don't ever hope and dream of being completely free of my mental health illness, which is OCD, because I recognise that this would make me fall even harder when and if I go through a difficult patch again, which I know that I probably will, because that's me, like, my OCD is a part of me, it's something I've lived with my whole life, and it's something that can get aggravated when things become too stressful or I'm finding things quite difficult at the moment. So for me, who to sort of accept that, to accept that things could get shit again, but holding on to that hope that they can get better again is um, really important to me and it's a way that I've found really works for me. Um, yeah, that's what I've put. I've put instead, I just hope that things will get easier. I hope that things will become brighter and calmer again, and they always do. Hope is personal and unique to everybody. Maybe some of you reading this right now hope that you will get that job you applied for or what, or that we will get our last bit of sun before it's officially winter. As I'm recording this now, we've just had absolute sheet rain and it was ugh, so horrible and I'm cold, I've got my jumper on. So to have that little bit of sun would be lovely, wouldn't it? Um, 
Um, maybe you struggle with your mental health too and you hold the same or similar hopes to me that, you know, things can and will get brighter and calmer again, but not that, you know, you're not hoping and dreaming of a life free from no difficulty at all. You sort of are in the same boat as me and you've thought, you know, I'm going to live with this mental illness, but I can manage it. I hope I'm, I've got hope for the future and in myself. Um, and it's so important to be hopeful for the future, no matter what that's about. And there's something to be excited about in every day. For instance, I'm writing this at midday now and and, talk, and reading it aloud. And I'm already excited for my tea tonight. I'm having, oh God, it's so good. It's like this pasta dish that my dad does. And it's got like parma ham in it and creme fraiche and courgettes. And it's just the bomb. So I, I, yeah, I can't wait for that. And that's just something very small that I'm excited about. And, and you know, hoping that it's going to be good and, and hoping that my evening is going to be lovely and relaxing that's sort of keeping me going through this day. So, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. There's, it can even be the tiniest, tiniest of things that seem silly, but are so important. Um, so I'm going to end this blog post with a Stephen Hawking quote, one which I hold very close to my heart indeed. And the quote is, where there is life, there is hope. And I hope that that means something to to some of you out there too. It's just really important for me to to remember that and to think that and to be like, whilst whilst I'm here on this planet and and living my life, smiling as I'm saying this, it, you know, there is there is hope, there is a future, there is excitement, there are things that haven't happened yet that I can't wait for and. Yeah, there's just there's so much to be happy about, even if that's those little things like, you know, the pasta tonight. I've also just added at the end of my blog um, some numbers um, if you are struggling. So I'm obviously from the UK, if you if you couldn't tell from this beautiful accent. Um, so these numbers are for the UK only. Um, obviously, I could sit here forever and Google the different helplines that are out there in other countries. but um that would take a lot of research and a lot of writing so these helplines will exist i'm sure in in other countries so if you just sort of google um telephone emotional support or something like that and then you, the country that you're from then you i'm sure that there'll be some results that come up so if you're struggling at the moment and um, there are people out there who can help you your gp is one of them they're They've been my GP's been my first port of call every time I'm struggling. I'll go to I'll go to them, explain what's wrong, and they have the ability to sort of like diagnose what's happening, prescribe me medication if that's something I want, and um, sort of help me come up with a plan and and think about the referral process for counselling services and things like that. Uh, but if you want anonymous support and you're living in the UK, you can follow the you can call the following services uh, which offer emotional support. So the Samaritans, which the number is 116123, uh, they're open 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year. They also have an email address um, or you can write to them if that's something that, you know, you, you like. <laughs> Does anybody write letters anymore? I don't know. Um, so, yeah, those are the ways of getting in touch. Um, there's Childline as well if you're under 19. So that number is 0800 double one double one uh, that is open 24 hours a day too 365 days of the year uh, and I used to volunteer volunteer for child lines so I I can um, say as well 
that um, you can email them. Uh, and there's also an online chat. So if you don't want to sort of talk to anybody over the phone, then you can do that. Um, and there's also um, the charity SANE. They have uh, a helpline called SANE Line. Uh, and that number is 0300 304 7000. That's 7000. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> um, you can Google all these numbers as well. Um, they've all got websites. Uh, Sane Line's open 4.30pm till 10.30pm, 365 days of the year. And remember that if it's an emergency and you don't feel you can keep yourself safe, you can call 999 or go to your nearest A&E. And you are not alone. Remember that. So I hope you've enjoyed this week's audio episode. Um, yeah, and I will talk to you next week. So take care. Bye.